Welcome to another episode of the Ohana Podcast. Once again, my name is Lima, and I am your host. And Happy New Year to you. It's still new, even though it's the second week. But thank God that he has, you know, blessed us with another year of service to him and, and another year to enjoy life with friends and family. And this year, our theme for the podcast is the war on our ohana the war on our ohana any bible student knows that there is a battle in the scriptures that in the scriptures we read about the forces of good and the forces of evil that in the scriptures you read about our enemy and we do have an enemy a relentless enemy, an enemy who is very cunning, an enemy who wants us to fail, an enemy who knows what he's doing. And so that enemy is the devil. It is Satan. And in our first episode, church, I want to introduce us to the enemy of our Ohana, and that is Satan. There are three things I want to share with us in this podcast. Number one, we want to talk about who this enemy is, who, who he is. And number two, we want to talk about what he wants. What does the enemy want? And then number three, we want to talk about how do we defend against this enemy? All right. So first of all, who is the enemy, who he is? And our enemy is the devil. He is referred to as the adversary. First Peter 5 and verse 8, Peter says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Right? Our brothers and sisters in Christ, our members of our Ohana, are not our enemy. The devil is the enemy. And he is active seeking he is actively searching for opportunities and ways to hurt our family and we're going to talk about those ways uh, this year and we're going to talk about what's under attack uh, when it comes to the war on our family right the devil goes by many names in the scriptures we already mentioned he is the adversary he is also called the devil the greek word diapolos a slanderer, a false accuser is the meaning. And he speaks against God and man. If you notice in Ephesians 6 and verse 11, the Bible says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He is called the adversary. He is called the devil. He is called Satan in Job 1 and verse 6. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And guess who came with them? Right? Guess who came also? The Bible says, and Satan also came among them. Job 1 and verse 6. He is against God. He is against Christians. He is against families. Right? Uh, he is called the tempter. In Matthew 4 and verse 3, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, 
command these stones to become bread. Remember that account in the temptation of Jesus, the tempter, saving the adversary, the enemy came and, and tried to and try to tempt Jesus to sin. And of course, Jesus did not sin. Jesus overcame the temptations of the devil by the scriptures. Jesus said three times it is written. In 1 Thessalonians 3 and verse 5, we also see that. For this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I sent to know your faith, lest, some, lest by some means the tempter had tempted you, and our labor might be in vain. The Apostle Paul there in 1 Thessalonians 3 and verse 5, writing back to encourage the Christians in Thessalonica. He is also called the evil one or the wicked one. In Matthew 13 and verse 19, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. That's Jesus explaining the parable of the sower and how the devil will take the seed, the word of God, out of someone's heart. And when, when someone hardens their heart, Against the word of God, the devil really is tempting them, really is overpowering them, really is leading them away from the truth. He is never portrayed in the scripture as someone good. The, the devil is, is just who he is. He is the enemy. Who is the enemy? And you think about what Jesus said, love your enemies. Well, this is one you don't want to love. This is one who is unchanging. This is one who doesn't seek forgiveness. This is one who will lead someone to hell if they follow him. This is our enemy. Jesus also called him a murderer and a liar and the father of lies. In John chapter 8 and verse 44 Jesus said to those Jews who didn't believe he is the son of God, he said to them, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. You think about in Genesis 1, he, he told the first lie, right? He lied to Eve in the, in the garden when he said to Eve, you shall not surely die. That was the devil's first lie recorded in the scriptures. He lied uh, to mankind. He altered the commandment of God by his lie. He, he framed it in a way that tempted Eve and eventually Adam was deceived by him as well, right? The devil, Satan, is not our friend. He is our enemy, and he is very good at what he does. He he knows what he's doing, and he's, he's crafty. He's very cunning. The Bible describes him. The first time you read about him in Genesis 1 or Genesis 3 and verse 1, you read this, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? 
right? The serpent here represents the devil, right? And the reason why the 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 serpent is chosen here, it, it should illustrate to us, it should communicate to us, uh, our family, that this serpent, he he's just like any snake in nature. They're very smart. They're very uh, 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 deceitful. They know how to hide themselves. They know how to creep onto their prey, and, and the devil knows that, right? So never underestimate. Our enemy. Second Corinthians 11 and verse 3, the Apostle Paul warned the church in Corinth and, and, and warned them about the, the, the craftiness of the enemy, the devil. He says, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. That's who he is. Our enemy. He is a liar. He is a murderer. He is our adversary. He is like a serpent. He is evil. He is the wicked one. He is Satan. And he has nothing good for your family. He has nothing good for you as an individual. And you talk about churches. The devil wants to tear apart, uh, tear apart churches. He wants to rip apart families and now let, let's transition to the next thought i kind of touched into that what he wants what does the devil want one thing to keep in mind is that the devil or satan cannot make us do things right we have the power of free will we have the power to choose to do something or not to do something and the devil cannot make you do something. But what he does is he tempts you. He tempts us. He, he dresses up sin like something that is pleasing and attractive and, and, and puts it in our way. And it is up to us to choose if we are going to give in to the temptation or if we are going to overcome the temptation in James chapter one, verse 13 and 14. We see, we see this, that the, the, the devil can only tempt us. The devil cannot make us do things, but, uh, but what he wants is he wants us to sin. James one, 13 and 14. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. I want you to think about fishing when 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 you know if you know something about fishing, you really appreciate the the connection here. In fishing, you have to prepare everything, right? You prepare your lines, you prepare your hooks, and then you prepare your bait. And your bait has to be, you know, uh, in in good appearance good smell it has to be attractive right you want your 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 bait to appeal to the fish and to attract the fish you want something that 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 you will guarantee you will you know catch that fish well this is exactly what the devil does right he makes sins uh, and various sins and if if not all sin he makes sin look attractive. He entices us. 
by making sin appealing. And so he wants us to sin and be separated from God. You think about that. That's what he wants. He wants us to sin and be separated from God. The devil wants to blind people's mind from seeing and knowing the truth. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4, the apostle Paul talked about those who were blinded by the evil one. He says, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. That's the devil. Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. What is Paul talking about? He's talking about those who had the opportunity to hear the gospel, those who can understand the gospel. But what happens is the devil has blinded their minds, right? They, they, they have allowed the devil to keep them from coming to the gospel. Again, I mentioned earlier, the devil cannot make you do things. So sometimes we say, well, the devil made me do it. No, 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 no. He did not make you do anything. He tempted you and you choose to do it or choose not to do it. All right. The devil wants our heart to be filled with lies. If if you make it a habit to tell lies, you're you're being the devil's tool. If you tell lies, you're being the devil's son and daughter. Right. That's what he wants. He wants us to be liars. He wants us to be like him. And I think about uh, the sad situation, the first uh, 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 negative uh, account, if you will, in the New Testament concerning the church is recorded in Acts chapter five. In Acts chapter five, beginning in verse one through five, the Bible says, but a certain man named Ananias with his wife, Sapphira, sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Let me pause here. Notice what happened, church. You have a husband and wife, and the devil is ruining them. The devil has tempted them, and they chose to give in. The Bible says that he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it. And brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to man, but to God. Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. Notice this, a husband and a wife, and then you have Satan feeling their heart that they lied to the Holy Spirit. Notice that, all right? They could have chosen to tell the truth and just... It was okay for them to keep part of it and, 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 and donate part of it. It was okay to do that. But I don't know what happened to them. They were tempted. And we see here that they fell into the temptation. They probably wanted to make a name for themselves. They probably wanted to look good by, by saying that, 
We sold all of our land and gave all of our proceeds. How about that? What did you do? Right? That's what the devil does to families. He wants us to lie, to be liars. Right? He wants false doctrine to spread. Right? Among the many things he wants, he wants us to sin, to fall into temptation, to sin and be separated from God. He wants to fill our hearts with lies. Well, he wants to spread false doctrine. One of the major tools of the devil is a false teacher. And, and it's so sad because we see it in our world today in what is called Christendom, quote unquote, Christianity, right? And you see different doctrines, different teachings that the devil has spewed, that the devil has spread among believers and misleading many by the millions. That's sad, but that's what the devil does. That's what he wants. He wants people to be deceived. First Timothy 4 and verse 1, Paul wrote, Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Right? Deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Do you know who's behind all of that? Satan. Satan wants that to spread. He wants to spread false gospel. He wants to spread lies, false teaching. 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13 and 14, Paul writes, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. You be very careful around Satan's tools. There are false apostles, false workers. They look like they are followers of Christ, but the moment they open their mouths, the moment you hear what they have to say, you will notice that a lot of them do not speak where the Bible speaks. A lot of them just share a lot of their own opinions and twist the word of God to their own destruction. And Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13 and 14, notice what the devil can do. He can look like an angel of light. He can deceive us. He wants us to sin and be separated from God. He wants us to fill our hearts with lies, to become liars. He wants false teaching to spread. He wants to completely devour us, to destroy our families, to destroy our faith. Again, 1 Peter 5, verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. You be watchful. Be awake. Here is why. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Notice the, the animal that the Bible used to describe the devil here. He's a, he's a predator, a roaring lion. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy our Ohana. He wants us to become weak in faith. I, I think about what Jesus said to Peter 
Luke 22, verse 31 and verse 32. And the Lord says, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Notice what Jesus said about what the devil wants to do to Peter. He wants Peter weak in faith. He wants Peter tossed about. He wants Peter not to be grounded in the rock who is Christ. And Jesus prayed that Peter's faith will not fail. Satan wants to stop or hinder the work of God, the work of Christians. Think about what Paul um, Paul mentioned how, you know, the devil had hindered him in First uh, Thessalonians 2, verse 18. Therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again. But who hindered him? Satan hindered us, right? Satan hindered us. That's what he wants. He wants to stop us. He wants to get in the way of our relationship with God. He wants to ruin our families. Satan wants us to fail. He wants us to go to the place of eternal punishment. Hell is the place for the devil. Let's not forget that. That hell was created by God. It's a place for the devil and his angels and all those who choose to disobey God. That's what the devil wants. He wants to take as many people as he can to hell. For the Christian, you want to take as many people as you can to heaven. Jesus said this about the devil in Matthew 25, verse 41. Then he will also say to those on the left, Depart from me. You cursed into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So, so you have an enemy that is constantly attacking us, whose destination, whose eternal destination is set. He will be destroyed in the everlasting fire. He will be burning in the everlasting fire with his angels. The sad thing is, he will not be alone in the everlasting fire. And it will not be just his angels in the everlasting fire. Fathers, mothers, children, grandparents, friends, loved ones. So many have been overcome and, and fell to the deception of the devil. So many join the devil in everlasting punishment. So many will be misled by him. Let not your ohana be among the many. Let our ohana be among the few. Do not let the devil destroy us. And that brings us to our final thought. We talked about how who the devil is and, and some of the descriptions that the Bible gives. We talked about what he wants. He wants you to sin. He wants you separated from God. He wants you to be a liar. He wants to fill your heart with lies. He wants 
for you to follow false doctrine. He wants false teaching to spread. He wants to devour you, to destroy your marriage, to destroy your relationships, to destroy your faith. He wants you weakened in faith. He wants you distracted. He wants you to fail and join him in everlasting punishment. And that brings us to our, our final thought. How do we defend against him? How do we defend against the devil? One thing we must remember is that the devil or Satan is a defeated enemy. If you are in Christ, you are on the winning side already. In the very beginning after the fall of man, the victory of Christ over Satan was prophesied. Genesis 3 and verse 15, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. The seed of woman in that passage is Jesus. Satan will bruise Jesus' heel, but Jesus will crush his head. And, and so Jesus destroyed the work of the devil. He is a defeated enemy. But he's trying to get us to give up our victory in Christ and be defeated with him. All right, Paul, Paul already mentioned, we have the victory. And Jesus had destroyed the works of the devil. 1 John 3 and verse 8. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He's a defeated enemy. And we are victorious. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54 and verse 57. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying, that is, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christians, our enemy is defeated. We have the victory in Christ but do not let him get into our lives. Though he is defeated, he is still very active. 1 Peter 5, 8, he's, he's looking for someone to devour. Your Ohana is the top of his list. For those who are in Christ... The question is, how do we stand against the devil and his influence? And the answers are in the New Testament. The answers are in the scriptures. All right, We have Matthew 4. Uh, when Jesus was tempted, one of the ways he overcame temptation as an example for us is through the scriptures, through the written word. Three times Jesus was tempted. Three times Jesus said, it is written. You want to know how to overcome temptation? Psalm 119, verse 11. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's, that's one way we defend against the devil. The other, the other thing we can do is to resist the devil. Notice if we do that, we put him on the run. He, you and I have the power over the devil. 
to resist him and put him on the run. James 4 and verse 7 and verse 8. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and notice what will happen. And he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. I want to say that again. Notice what James said. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Do we believe that? I pray and hope we believe that. Our enemy is defeated. We can put him on the run. We can overcome the temptations he places in our ways by storing up the word of God in our hearts. And we have been given the weapons, the armory that will help us defend against the devil. Ephesians 6 verse 10 through 17. Finally, my brethren, be strong, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, here's your, here's your armory, church. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Know what the truth is. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness, do what is right. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, preach the gospel to every creature. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which is uh, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Grow in faith. And take the helmet of salvation. Remember the goal, your priority at heart for your ohana, salvation in Christ Jesus. That's the goal. There's no point of becoming a doctor, becoming a lawyer, becoming a successful person on this side of eternity. And then when we enter eternity, we go to hell. There's no point. Salvation is priority. That's why it's the helmet. And then the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. How do you attack the devil? Right? Not just protect, but you attack that devil. How do you attack him? Use the word of God. Our enemy is Satan. When dealing with people, let's remember this year, when dealing with people, understand if, if they're giving you a difficult time, if they're being worldly, understand they're under the power of the enemy and you have the tools and the means and the faith to help rescue that person. There's a war on the family and it's the devil who's waging war on us. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. May this episode encourage you. Be watchful. Be spiritually awake. Because your enemy knows what he's doing and he wants to destroy your family.